0: Of Earth, if you can hear my voice, you have arrived at another episode of Breakfast with Brent Pope. I'm your host, Brent Pope. My guest today is Brittany Young. You've seen Brittany stealing scenes as Carmen, who wrestled as the character Machu Picchu on the fantastic Netflix show Glow. She also recurred on another of my favorite shows. Y'all know this, Crazy Ex Girlfriend. And that's not all. We had Breakfast, a pancake palooza, if you will, at Jumpin' Java. So let's go. We have Brittany Young today on Breakfast. Pick it up! Welcome to Breakfast with Brad Pope. Breakfast? This young lady just smashed the lids on all these cakes in the bakery section. <laughs> I could go on a Hallmark cart. My uh, guest today. Oh, I'm gonna need to hear all about that. I didn't need any extra sausage. He adds character to my crew. <laughs> Is a goat pit a real thing? What? Welcome to Breakfast with Brent Pope. Great place to hang out and good food, too. I'm always playing blue-collar guys. Breakfast. Let me screw through the pipe. I wouldn't jump up and down until we stabilize the hydraulics. I love a crawler. All my uncle's got the gout. Jalapeño slash cheddar waffles. Who doesn't love that? It's breakfast time. Breakfast. The only show where bacon, pancakes, Hollywood. I'm your host, Brent Pope.
1: Brittany Young, welcome to the tiny studio L.A.
0: in NoHo. Woohoo,
1: thank you. I'm, audience, you can't see this, but I'm watching an amazing light display being put uh, on here by Marco in the booth. It's amazing. One day I'm going to put uh,
0: a thing of of this on Instagram just as a story. Yeah. And uh, people will know what we're
1: talking about. (laughs) Yeah, or, you know, keep guessing. It's fine, too. That's true.
0: Look, let's start with Glow, (laughs) because uh, I think that's what a lot of people know you from. Yes. And it's a fabulous show. Yes, thank
1: you. Um. Was Gorgeous. that cocky? Yes, it was a fabulous show.
0: It was cocky, but, I, but I'm into it. Cool, yeah. cool, cool. <laughs> You play Carmen Wade, who's the, the character is the, the daughter of a famous wrestling dynasty. Yes. Right? Let me ask you this. How was the uh, audition process for this show? Do, do you have any wrestling experience? And do you now?
1: Well, the audition process was very interesting. It's ask any glow girl. It will be different for each of them. I actually was quite early in the audition process. So mine's like a little bit longer interestingly enough, saw on Deadline that Netflix was doing this show with Genji Cohen about Glow and saw a picture of it. And I was like, you know what? I do this thing where I like if I see something pop up that catches my interest uh, that's being developed, I usually send it to my manager and agent and be like, keep an eye out. Maybe there's something here for me. And I was going to do that with Glow, but kind of just got sidetracked by this thing called life and forgot to email them. But a couple days later, got an audition for it and went in and read for our amazing casting director, Jen Houston. The longest audition of my life, it was like 45 minutes. thought I bombed it. Like, I know actors say that a lot, but like I literally walked out, called my agent, was like, you guys, I'm so sorry. Like, The ship has sailed, did not think I did a good job, had fun, but just didn't think I did well, and was very surprised that night to find out that I had a callback the next day with our showrunners, Liz Lehigh and Carly Mensch and Jen G. Cohen and Tara Herman, our executive producers, and went in the next day, did the same thing, but somehow felt that I got it. (laughs) Don't know what the difference was mentally, but thought I got it. Didn't hear anything for about a month. Finally found out that, like, I was one of the last two people that they were interested in. They wanted me to go do a stunt audition with our stunt coordinator, Shauna Duggins, and our wrestling coordinator, Chavo Guerrero Jr. And I met them and loved them to death, but they were very honest. They're like, you're not on insurance. We can't have you do too many things. So, like, throw some punches, do a couple forward rolls, like, jump off of this ledge, like, just kind of sussing me out. And I told myself, I was like, do not leave this audition without picking up one of these people. Like, just don't do it, Brittany. And when they were saying goodbye, I was like, okay, Shauna, like, I'm a former cheerleader. Just run at me. I'll catch you. She's like, I can't, like you're not on insurance. I was like, again, former cheerleader, I will catch you. It's fine. So she runs at me and I catch her and she's like, oh, like I feel great. Like I feel really secure. And I'm like, cool. And Chavo, I've told this story so many times and I say it the same way because he knows I say it. He was being a dick and was like, can you catch me? Like being really cocky. And I was like, yeah, let's see. He ran at me and I caught him. And he was like, oh, yeah, I feel completely comfortable with you. Um, And I was like, yeah, great, nailed it. And that was on a Friday. Found out the following Monday, I booked the role and needed to start wrestling training the following Monday after that. Look, it's interesting how they went
0: from like, you're not on insurance yeah, to don't like, do anything.
1: Hey, catch this building now. Yeah, yeah.
0: Oh, you'll oh, be
1: fine. I'm going to throw a car at you. Yeah. You better catch it. Yeah. I mean, how embarrassing would it be if like I didn't catch them? I wouldn't be yeah, here. Yeah, I, I think they would. Well, you, you still
0: might have booked it, though, because you like made
1: know. the effort. As long as no one was injured. Oh, I don't but, know. ooh, <laughs> ooh, Mary. Glad it didn't go that way. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, I mean, I, before that, did not have any wrestling experience at all. Like I said, I was a cheerleader, so yeah. used to catching and throwing and having people land on me, but not anywhere near the level of what we did on GLOW. That's super interesting, though, because
0: the things you do in cheerleading are kind of things that you do in wrestling, though, too. So, like, in a way, you were a little bit more trained than probably than the other person. Yeah,
1: it was was transferable.
0: The, The skills were there. Wow, that's interesting. And then, you know, your arc throughout the show is like... Did you know you are going to have kind of an arc of starting out as a little bit more shy and reserved and then kind of being a little more confident throughout the show or?
1: Yeah. You know, with every season, we kind of meet with Liz and Carly, our showrunners, and they kind of just give us like a light sketch of like what is going to happen for the season with the group and what's going to happen individually with our characters. And, you know, we always talked about where it was like, yeah, like Carmen is going to use Glow as a way to kind of prove herself to her family, prove herself to herself because that made sense as a sentence you know just really start to grow within this world and what these women were going to do for her for her like confidence and stuff like that so it definitely was something where i knew she was going to come out and you know be more confident through it it is interesting now going back and watching it where i'm just like oh she still had so much farther to go Um, Which is, like, a bummer part that we just didn't really get to finish out that story. But, you know, she definitely, from episode one to, what is it, episode 30 at the end of the third season where she leaves, spoiler alert, um, (laughs) where (laughs) she leaves the show is something in episode one Carmen would never have done. So, you know, to see her grow throughout the three seasons was really fun. It was a shocker when you left, too. Yeah. So, in a way,
0: I don't know, some things that happen that are so unexpected like that are, like, I think great for the show. Yeah. Even though... I'm missing that character. Yeah. But, you know, it's almost like when you're watching uh, something like Breaking Bad, right? If no one ever dies on Breaking Bad, then what are the stakes? Exactly. You know what I mean? So if nothing that happens in this wrestling world is going to make anyone leave... Yes then how important is the wrestling world exactly you know, so. yeah
1: i mean well and for me like as an actor when i read that she actually quits i kind of was just like but i'm still on the show right like i like as Brittany, kind of panicked where i'm like wait a minute is this like the end of me working right. on glow and after i read the script like i was reassured like no, no 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 like she's just no longer gonna be on glow she's you're still on glow yeah but carmen is not gonna be with glow and we're gonna see her journey with her brothers and her wrestling on the circuit and everything like that so again like i just posted funny enough a throwback picture of a lot of people don't realize when we got canceled because of netflix when they didn't have us come back and finish yeah. we had already finished two episodes of season four really yeah and a lot of people don't realize that like we had done our month and a half of training you know we started the first two episodes the first episode the hardest One wrestling match I ever did on the show, but also my hardest day as an actor, period. That's a bummer. So is is there, would there ever be a time where they would release these episodes? I don't think so. Only because it's like, I hate to say it because I'm a fan, but it's kind of like, well, what's the point if we don't have the rest? But like, I have posted bits and pieces of it on my Instagram. Um, I know like Alison Bree, who was also in the wrestling match with me as well. She's posted bits and pieces of it. But it's, like, I just posted the other day just, like, a throwback picture that um, Marty Elias, who was um, one of our wrestling coordinators with us, but he also played the referee in some of, like, the matches on the show. He posted a picture of us together in that match and like I reposted it and like a lot of people commented and were just like oh my god you were coming back we thought Carmen was done oh my god like what she's you know like I'm like oh yeah you guys have no idea what was gonna happen because those episodes never came out the season never came out so it's like it baffles me still that I have this knowledge about GLOW that fans don't really have because we just never got that season
0: wow that's insane let me ask you this would you be allowed to talk about what that season would have been about in general?
1: I think so. I'm <laughs> No, I think so. I mean basically what we were told and I know, you know, when COVID came up a lot of things had to shift and things were changing. I think the really the broad strokes of it were where we left off in season season 3, Debbie now has her new network and she's kind of revamping Glow and it was really what now is Glow in this new atmosphere where she's running the show. We all had new wrestling personas like Unfortunately, Machu Picchu was no more. I was going to have a new wrestling persona, mm. everybody else. And again, like girls, we've posted pictures on our Instagram of what those wrestling personas were. So that's not like a secret oh, or that's anything cool. like that. What was the new persona? <sighs> well, mine wasn't, but. Oh, OK. Well, no, no. I mean, I guess I guess I don't know. Nobody told me not to say I was eventually going to be the lumberjack. To fit in more with the family and, like, play a I mean, to that. That's a great name. Yeah. I and mean, the I don't know if it was legit.
0: I don't like, know if you were super hyped to play the lumberjack. No, but. like
1: but it was supposed to be because, you know, her brothers, yeah. the Lumberjacksons. And now oh, she yeah. was supposed to come in and be like, I am now one of the family, you know. In
0: real life, that's a great wrestling storyline. I know it's so sweet. No, it's
1: yeah. So sweet but yeah. Yeah. So it's like the, the fourth season was kind of going to be what is glow within this new network with Debbie running it. Gotcha. How do the girls feel? And then, of course, Carmen does she join them again or does she stay on the circuit for her? You know, it was like that struggle of where does she belong in the wrestling world? Yeah, I thought you telling me this was going to make
2: me
0: like super happy, but now I feel kind of sad. That I know, I'm gonna I feel it, sad too. But also maybe maybe I'm more inspired to write some fanfic, you know what I mean? I mean well, the sad part about it is like
1: because of COVID, we ended up getting like a bunch of the scripts. And like I was that person on set where like people would ask me, just because I used to be an assistant, I was right. really quick with reading the next script because we're prepping it. So I'd need to know what was happening. And it continued as an actor. Like once I get the script, I just start reading it. I didn't do that for season four because we weren't shooting. So I was like, oh, I'll wait to read everything until we come back. Yeah. And then we got canceled. And I was like, I just I can't I can't read them. Like I can't. Yeah. See what could have been, you know, so. hmm. Wow. I want to ask you this. Yes. So since you mentioned you used to be an assistant. Yes.
0: um, How does that help you as an actor?
1: I think it helps a lot. I think most of the time, not to be rude to my fellow brothers, sisters, non binary lovers, we don't know a lot of time why things are done on production, why things take so long, why things happen the way they do. And I think being an assistant, I got to see the other side of it. Right. I understand why things take so long. I understand why things are done the way they're done. I also just think that I have such a respect for the crew that unfortunately a lot of actors don't have because they don't know what it's like to be the first person on set at 4.30 a.m. and the last person to leave at 12 o'clock at night. Right. You know, they really don't know what that life is. Well, and and it's not that
0: like a bunch of actors are disrespectful towards the no, crew. No. They just haven't lived in that to yeah. see what they have to go through.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I think, you know, I don't know. It's like, it's kind of like what's happening with the Oscars right now where it's like a TV show and movie is not just the acting. It's not just the directing. It's not just the writing. There's so many people who yeah. are involved in one project that don't get the credit where the credit is deserved. You right. know, like I always say the crew is here to make me look good. So I'm in turn going to make them look good. You yeah. know, Like, I'm going to do whatever's in my power to be like, look at this bomb lighting. Look at this bomb costume. Like, you know, look at the editing, the music, everything. Like, I just think that as an assistant, because I got to work so close with all those departments, now as an actor, I want to know who those people are on projects I do, you know? And I want to be like, oh, yeah, like, you know, Dan mic'd me up the other day. He did it amazing. He put the pack right where I couldn't even feel it. Like, we just take those things for granted. And it's like, no, somebody else... Did something that made it easier for you to do your job, mm-hmm. so why not recognize that and celebrate that? I think that's great. Um, that was like a really long answer. Well, <laughs> it was an appropriate. It, it was look, <laughs> we
0: don't talk about. Some of the crew members a lot. No, so if you, the fact that you had a long answer about it is great. They deserve. I love it. the
1: crew. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. and I love running into them in other projects. I'm just like yes, like, let's do another thing together. Isn't that great? Yeah, and
0: I always try to remember them because they always remember you. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. So yes. you feel like a dick if you don't remember them. Yeah,
1: or I love when someone's just like, oh, like you worked on Glow. Oh, I knew this person, mm-hmm. and then you're like, yes, love them as well. You know nice or
0: oh yeah i knew them yeah, oh they were okay that person wait how close were you
1: <laughs> oh you're her, her husband cool
0: <laughs> oh ex-husband let me tell you some yeah, that's story different.
1: That's different. <laughs>
0: Well, congrats on Glow. I mean, it's sad that it got cut short, but I, I stand by, like, what is out there is great. Oh, yeah. And, you know, I think people watch it for a long time. And I don't know what it is. There's some similarities to Stranger Things in how the
1: colors and the lighting kind of works. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure, because I've watched all the episodes of Stranger Things. Oh, well, um... well, but, you know, like
0: like the lighting, we have it here, like that right behind you, that neon pink oh, yeah. sign. Like, 80, that's totally 90? into Glow. Yeah. Uh, same thing with Stranger Things. And that's very nostalgic even just seeing that color yeah is instantly nostalgic for me so yeah. i love and I used to watch actual GLOW yeah. when I was a kid, you know, the fabulous moolah. Yeah. And uh, just, it was just... alone. Stallone. It was a wild show, the it real was. show. And that's the other thing, too, is like some people may watch this
1: and not even realize that GLOW was a real thing, man. Yes, yes, GLOW is real. And there's so... Like, I recommend to everyone to go on YouTube and go down a rabbit hole of just watching the matches and the skits and the raps that they did because we could never even match the level of what they did because it was so brilliant and so goofy and strong and funny and weird. It's so crazy to me that, like, it was a Saturday morning cartoon block yeah. that, like, women's wrestling was in. Yeah, yeah. You know, like in the '80s, like it's just, and it went for like four years, and they were like on Donahue wrestling. Okay, for everyone who doesn't know who Donahue was, it was like a talk show. It was like Sally Jesse Raphael. Yeah. Oh wait, that's yeah, the you same don't name. know what <laughs> Sally Jesse Raphael is? It was like a Ricky like. If you don't know what a Ricky like was, is we could go down all day. It was Mont- a daytime talk show. Montel Williams, yeah, yeah no, like the- Wendy Williams, you know, but like they were. Huge celebrities for a huge period of time, like toured the country, did a show in Vegas where people actually came to the tapings like it's just amazing. And these women just really do not get credit for their contribution, not only to wrestling, but also to just the pop culture Culture, Pop culture culture yeah. of the 80s.
0: And all the great characters yeah. that were created and the, uh, the, the storylines were yeah. just as good as the stuff that the guys were doing at that time. It's oh, just like yeah. they didn't have the big TV contract. Exactly. Uh 80s was the best of times and the worst yeah. of times in some
1: ways. I mean, I enjoyed it for a solid year and a half, so. Oh. Well. Yeah. <laughs> Do some math. and <laughs> That's me saying how old I am, which I always think is so funny because bless everyone when they say like, oh, my God, like you're so young. And I'm like, mm, not really, though. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> like, cool. Thank you. Look, I have to mention this because I'm so happy.
0: We were in the middle. of We were trying to get this booking together for a while, right? Yeah. We like, over months and months because you're busy. Uh, I was going to say I'm busy, too. I'm not. Uh, <laughs> I was here. Understood. Understood. <laughs> You got engaged. Yeah. yeah. i I'm mean, engaged. Congratulations. Thank you. The ring is fabulous. Thank you. I like good it. Good job. Um, yeah. Good job, uh, your fiance. <laughs> and I know you were talking about like, it's so weird to say the name fiance. Yes. It's still new. Yeah. And you even hear it. It's such a weird thing. You'll hear it on all these different movies. Every time anyone gets engaged, like, fiancé, it's such a weird, it's just a thing. Well, and I think it's
1: so cliche because I say, like, oh, my fiancé, I'm so used to saying that. And then I'll watch TV shows where, like, fiancé, oh, my God, that's the first time I'm saying that. And I'm just like, oh, oops.
0: (laughs) I love that for you. Yeah, I love that. (laughs) (laughs) Or, um, oh, God, it seems like all my friends would make the jokes, like, my financier. Yeah, or
1: my fiancé is really into that I'm supposed to be the fiancé.
0: Wait, is that a thing?
1: Yeah. So fiance is the male hmm. noun. Oh my so, god. <laughs> so yeah, and then fiance So you're saying
0: he's your fiance. He's my,
1: he's my fiance, I'm his fiancee.
0: Fiance. So the guys are all saying it wrong. That's the thing.
1: But it's also like who would have known that? I mean, I I'm down with it, but then he just still says I I'm his fiance.
0: So, wait. So, does Jay-Z have to say my Beyoncé? My Beyoncé? <laughs> Beyoncé? Hey-oh! Hey-oh! Um, Hey-o.
1: Here all no. week, try he the He just veal. says my queen.
0: Oh! <laughs> okay. That's my fanfic, Jay-Z. And 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 your
1: fiancé is, like, from Ireland. He's Irish, yeah.
0: He's oh, from- does he have, like, a great Irish accent? <laughs> he
1: does, which I think is really funny because, you know, year one of our relationship, mm-hmm. la-la. Yeah? Now... That's not how he talks. <laughs> yeah, I guess <laughs> you know. I to guess me, that's how. Yeah, you know. yeah. It's just the way he talks. But I've my friends here when they talk to him, I can see them sometimes being like, "What? What? What are you saying?" Yeah, you know, or like, like the one word that gets me all the time is oh, I don't even know if I can say it right in his accent. They say "bar" to okay. the bar. Okay, and they'll be like, "What?" And he'll be like, "Bar." Bar. And they're like, oh, "Oh, to the bar." But like, it's just like a weird thing where now I'm bar, just like, bar. "Like the bar to the bar." Yeah, like it just. Yeah. Now I'm just like, yeah. He's saying we're going to the bar. You know, like, <laughs> please. He's, you know. So you spent some time in Ireland. Yes. Do you ever?
0: Okay. So let me ask you this. I really like the, the drink. Guinness is fine. Oh, uh, you don't. You're not into stouts. I'm not into alcohol at all.
1: Okay. Well, okay. The, I'm not teetotal. Okay. I like a good, good cider. or mm. Something fruity enough that I don't taste any of the alcohol.
0: I was just at a cider bar. First time I've been to, like, Ooh. just a cider bar. Yeah. Now, it was in Arizona because okay. I was visiting my brother-in-law. Yeah. It was called We the People. <laughs> and it was like, a, it was like, a, it was interesting. They yeah. had tons of ciders. Yeah. The theme was like, though, the taps were made out of grenades. It was like a military theme in there. It um, sounds like a Second Amendment kind of thing. It might be. <laughs> I don't know. But <laughs> I will say this. I had a cider that was a strawberry rhubarb pie Ooh, cider. yes. yes and it was like just it tasted like not the crust part but the yeah. rest of it tastes like strawberry rhubarb nailed it what's uh what's the best cider you've ever had like what's the what's Ooh. your go to that you if you buy a cider what would you get
1: well they don't have it here but in ireland they have a cider called orchard thieves okay that yeah. is like it's it's sweet it's not dry like yeah. i like the sweet cider I think, yeah, I mean, here, I guess Angry Orchard is a good, is a good substitute. Yeah, I've had that, it's pretty good. Yeah, but, like, they're coming out with, like, all these crazy flavors, and I'm just like, just give me the apple. That's true, You know. that's true. As you just told me, you just had, like, strawberry rhubarb
0: pie. But it it tasted a lot like, you know, like a Granny Smith apple, you know, yeah, Yeah. cool. Yeah, I was trying to get around to what your favorite drink in Ireland was, and then you say ciders, like, we got to it.
1: Yeah, we got to it. Orchard Thieves, that's a,
0: that's a great name.
1: Orchard Thieves, yeah, and it's got, like, a little fox on the,
0: the label. That's good. It also slightly sounds like a nineties something playing at Lilith Fair, like
1: Orchard gonna, Thieves are on stage yeah, four and ten. Yeah, yeah. You
0: see. Orchard Thieves. Oh my goodness. I
1: love Orchard Thieves. <laughs> they play the,
0: the the ukulele. They play is amazing. Oh, they they have a ukulele. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, they're Orchard Thieves. I mean, what what other instrument are you going to be playing in an orchard? I mean, true, yeah. true. <laughs> <laughs> So you also had a little run on a show that I love called Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Yes. How was that for you? Did, was there any singing involved for you? I don't...
1: So, yeah. So I did sing as part of like the chorus choir in the episodes that I did in the last season in season mm-hmm. four um, when Rebecca and my character Nikki are in jail. And I'm kind of like in a Brady Bunch scene of like we're all singing yes. together, looking side to side. I love Crazy Ex-Girlfriend it was such a great show but it has a real big yeah. a real big spot in my heart because I was Rachel Bloom and Aline Brash McKenna who created the show and Rachel was the star of the show I was their assistant. Oh. Before I got Glow it was literally my last assistant job. Wow. And so you know they were very kind to me in the first season where they were like I told them when I came to take over a job from the previous assistant I was like I'm also acting I have a recurring spot on another show like I would like to be upfront that like I might have auditions and if I book something I'd love yeah. to go do it like are you guys okay with that they're very supportive from the get-go right and in season one they were like you know what like we want to put you in the show so they did and they put me in the episode where I think it's like called um back at camp with Josh or at camp with Josh yes where Rebecca goes and volunteers at like a summer camp with Josh um, for like delinquent kids and I'm one of the delinquent kids yeah. And then when I went to go do Glow, like I was on Glow for a while. And when their show was going into the last season, they're like, we want to bring you back. And so I came in in season four with the same character and like now escalated to like adult delinquent and was like in jail. (laughs) Um, And it's just everybody there is just so loving and supportive. and It was such a great place. I don't want to say to end my assistant career, (laughs) but like it was such a great last job in that world. It was kind of a full circle thing. Right. Yeah.
0: Hmm. Luke coming back to you know Tatooine yeah. one last time to you know yeah, you sweep know. up his aunt and uncle because they got yeah, they got just, destroyed in the fire
1: yeah you like- know <laughs> Ray came back Ray came back oh my God print what is happening to us we don't know where. it's the lights I can't even do a joke now because is- I just messed it up it's <laughs> gonna talk about Ray bearing the lightsaber fuller circle later it's fine. Spoiler alert for the holders.
0: <laughs> you know, hey, you know it's interesting? Okay, so uh you were on Better Things one episode. Yes. Do you watch that show on a I regular do, basis? Yes. Okay. So there's uh her her friend played by Alyssa Reiner, I her yes. name. Uh has a daughter named yeah. Sorrow. You know, Sorrow is young Ray in the uh <laughs>
1: Oh, I didn't know that. I also think it's interesting because Jodie Comer plays her mom. Oh, really? Yeah, in the flashback scene in, I think it's in Last Jedi, it's Jodie Comer. But it was kind of like, you know, this is Star Wars. Like Jodie Comer is this like amazing Emmy winning actress killing Eve, like all these things. But like because she then got placed into something bigger, it was like, who knew? But yeah, Jodie Comer plays Ray's mom in the flashback
0: scenes. Well, she plays young Ray. Yeah. She also plays Rick Grimes' daughter. When she gets older on Walking Dead. It's the same girl. I don't watch that. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, she's just like booking all these huge parts. Yeah, And then I was was talking with her on better things. I was like, I was just kind of like, so what's your favorite part you ever played? Please say Star Wars. And she's like, (laughs) she's like, nothing like that at all. I was like, oh. Yeah, cool. That's cool. Cool. I'm going to go. Yeah, crafty. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, crafty. (laughs) Remember that was a thing? Craft services, so we could go get food.
1: Oh, my God. Shout out to the Glow Craft Service team because, oh,
0: chef's kiss. So, you know, during this whole pandemic thing, guys, what people that aren't actors, Can't right? Hmm? Yeah. Right. <laughs> you know, there used to be a thing, craft services, where like when you're shooting a show, like every time you're on a break, you're just like, oh, I need a little snack and just have like kind of all the snacks yeah. at craft services. And now it's not like that at all. They may have it, but like you have to like go talk to the guy and be like, like you're shopping when they used to on a. Uh, Wheel of Fortune, like, I'll yeah. get the uh, vacuum cleaner.
1: Yeah. Uh, how much do I have left? The, uh, I'll get the, Which, yeah. <laughs> this may be, like, one of the most privileged conversations. We yeah. used to have snacks for free right. that you could just grab. <laughs> now we have to ask look, someone. Look, look, when, you, when your tum-tum is rumbling. You know, uh, uh, I have to make eye contact with somebody to... But it is interesting well, because, like, I remember... Weirdly enough, craft services was, was like one of the things that people would use against actors, being like, right. their job is so easy. They just have food laid out on tables for them to just grab. And I'm like, I get where you would turn that into like right. a negative thing, but it's also like, we have that because you can only break. By law, like every six hours to actually have a meal. That's true. And you can't just up and walk. You are free on set, but like to just up and walk and leave, you have to tell 18 different people because if they need you, they need to know where you are. So like that's why we have it there. Oh my god! I'm just totally like. Also, you I'm know, you
0: know what though? You know what though? If you're if you're shooting a scene and then your tum tums rumbling and they can yeah. catch it on the thing, they're gonna be like, "Why didn't you go to Crafty?" And yeah, get some exactly. Food?
1: Or like, I love when they like come in when you're like in the middle of a scene, like waiting for you know, go again, and just a PA will come up and be like, "Hey, so there's taco bowls at Crafty," and you're like, "Yes, gonna get that <laughs> after we wrap." Like after we turn around, I'm gonna get a taco bowl every time. <laughs>
0: Every time some somebody mentions uh, like that, I think of like the time I was working on the assassination of Johnny Versace, that yeah. Ryan Murphy show, and they're like, yes. they're like, guys, there's soba noodles at Crafty.
1: <laughs> soba noodles? Oh my god! I want that. Well, like Glow, we had. Um, it was actually one of. I think it was our grips wife. Made a lot of desserts for us every day, mm-hmm. and she made these rice krispie treats that I nicknamed "crack rice krispies," yeah. and it caught on on set. Okay, but it was like a thing that the PAs knew. Bless, bless our heart. We had amazing PAs on Glow they knew when the Crack Krispies came, Oh wow! we need to save one for Britney. And I'd like walk back to yep. my chair and there would be one there.
0: Oh, wow. They were so good. See, that's what I say there's like this whole symbiotic relationship where like everyone kind of, at least someone's running like a well-oiled machine and yeah. everyone like has fun. Everyone enjoys the other company and everyone's doing their yeah. own job and that things like that will happen. You oh, know? yeah.
1: And it wasn't out of like a like again, like, oh my God, she's too lazy to go get like a Rice Krispies from a table. Like it wasn't even that. It was like they knew I loved these rice krispies and i was in the middle of a shooting a scene and they knew the crew was going to get one so they yeah. grabbed one for me. you yeah. know like it's just yeah. i just love people like that where it's like i'm gonna do for you and you're gonna do for me and we're gonna have a good time and we're friends you know it's just right. a nice it's a nice feeling to have people have your right. back even if it's something small like that
0: oh yeah. and also jody comer you mentioned jody comer i always say the thing about her is she makes the weirdest acting choices that turn out to be brilliant. brilliant. Yeah. I'm like, I, I'll, I'll constantly be watching Killing Eve and I'll turn to Tressa and be like,
1: I would never have done that. I would yeah. never have fought to do that. Uh, I actually was introduced to Jodie Comer from My Mad Fat Diary. It was a Channel 4 show a couple of years ago. She played the worst person on there. Really? Like the worst. She was just a terrible human being and she was brilliant. Like you felt for her, you yeah. loved her, you rooted for her, even though she was just not a good person. I think it's on Hulu now. If people go back and watch okay. it, it's brilliant. My Mad Fat Diary.
0: Yeah, I'd like to go back and watch a lot of her stuff because I'm assuming there's stuff I just didn't see before oh, yeah. Killing It. A- was she on Doctor Who or something like that? She might have been. I think she might have been. Um, I don't really watch Doctor Who. I know. Sorry, my friends that love Doctor All Who the and, uh, yeah. and Doctor Who. I like that thingy. Uh, I like the thingy, the telephone booth, the box telephone thingy. Um, The box is real cool. Yeah. (laughs) Mm. That box is real cool. That box looks real nice. (laughs) (laughs) I found myself doing my Ringo voice a lot after I watched Get Back. uh, Oh, yeah. I think Ringo came out, I don't know if you watched that or if you're a fan of The Beatles, but like Ringo came out the best on that, right? Seemed like just the nicest guy. Oh, yes, (laughs) yes. Does not get enough credit for the brilliant stuff he did the funniest thing if you guys like the beatles you got to watch get back you're inside the whole making let it be Mm -hmm. and you're like this is like how am i able to see this yeah but the funniest thing that happens on get back is they're talking about john being late again like john john's late again and then ringo's like well i'm always on time i'm like yeah okay ringo you're always on time it actually is
1: really brilliant because Mm. And I know, so I'm a huge Disney fan. And he always reminds me of the vultures in Jungle Book, and that is by design. Oh. Because originally Disney wanted the Beatles to play the vultures. That makes sense. And they could not get the Beatles. So there's one of them that is really like, oh, no, no. Then no,
0: no, 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 no. they couldn't get the monkeys either? I don't understand
1: this. But what is- those
0: are different people. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's another band. <laughs> What? <laughs>
0: well, we had a delightful breakfast at Jumpin' Java, yes. Studio City. It's a place that I've used to go to a lot, actually, years yeah. ago. And then I don't know why I stopped going. I just, uh, there's other places. I think I moved slightly farther away. The food is really good. The food great. The waitress was very nice to us, too. We decided we were gonna have like a pancake palooza. Yeah, and I had I'm, I'm blanking on the name, and I didn't write it down. Was it called the baby mama or the mama something? The mom, bama, mama, mama, mom. It's so mama. weird. I st- I had something at Hugo's like a month ago, yeah. and it was the papa something. And I'm, not, yeah. I'm not doing the exact same thing I did. <laughs> Just like,
1: what does it get like? your familial dishes? Thank
0: you. Together. Look, if you go to look at the menu, something called the baby mama. Anyway, but it was. They said it's the most decadent pancakes. It was, and it had like bananas, but it was almost like the bananas where you like spray. They were glazed. They were glazed bananas with walnuts in it. Yes, and uh, I feel myself getting fatter, and I don't regret it at all. No, it was delicious. It was a million calories. I cut it with a little bacon for a little because it was very
1: sweet. Yes,
0: but it was delicious. Uh, How are your? Oh yeah, how were your pancakes?
1: They're great. I went super decadent with plain buttermilk pancakes.
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Old school.
1: Which is really funny because you said that when we sat down. You're like, oh, they have like amazing decadent pancakes here. Mm -hmm. But I like, even like with alcohol, like I just, I just like want a simple something. But they were very nice and very fluffy. The syrup just like melted into them so great. And then I had a cup of fruit, which I thought was perfect with the pancakes. So I guess it got a little crazy. Yeah, Um, you did. yeah, it's funny because I remember when you said, I was like, yeah, I've been there before. had never been there. It was a different place I was thinking of. Oh, you are thinking
0: of Jinkies. Yeah, thinking of Jinkies
1: down the street. And now I got a new spot.
0: Yeah. It was great. There's two Jinkies on uh, Ventura Boulevard, too. There's one there and there's one in Sherman Oaks. They have a lot of omelets at Jinkies. (laughs) They do. They have some things that are just way too healthy for me at Jinkies. (laughs) Uh, A couple things. (laughs) Ew, you're too healthy. (laughs) Well, they have something that's called like the the green and white omelet and it's literally spinach, broccoli, and maybe cauliflower or something.
1: Ooh. You had me up until the cauliflower. I
0: like cauliflower. I may not be cauliflower. Yeah. Maybe something else. Mm. I don't know names of things today. Clearly. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Baby mama, papa, papa, whatever, yeah. Life is a flat circle, Yeah, that whole thing. <laughs> Life is a flat circle. Yeah, well, thank you for going there with me. It is a really nice spot to eat. They have yes, a little outdoor patio. Parties. Yes. Um, it's right next to Nature Well, which is, a, which is a smoothie place, smoothie and shake place that I really do enjoy, and you yes. can get some good stuff there. Yeah, so. or
1: down the street.
0: Is Lala's right there?
1: No, what's the pie shop? What a pie shop? Oh my God! Is it? Never mind. No, Let's but, not give credit to a pie shop that's not. There. Well, it might be. I mean,
0: Phonuts is right there. That's a, like a vegan donut shop. That's down the, the street too. Yeah, but
1: like, what's the one that's um, right across from CBS Radford? It's not Republic of Pie,
0: is it? Republic of Pie is on is on Magnolia in the Arts District. Not that far away from there. No. Uh eh, it's fine, guys. If look you it figure up. it out, tag us. Guys, look, if you find this place... We're, we're intentionally being cagey about this. It's a yeah. really big pie place. Ugh. If you find the name of it, put it on my Instagram, and I will give you a prize yeah. Ooh. of something. Can I do that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> What's the prize? I'll find it <laughs> of something. <Yeah. laughs> I mentioned it was of something. <laughs> well, thank you for going there with me. That was really yeah, fun, and for uh, me. I actually hadn't had pancakes in a while. I was craving. them. Is that your um, of the all the things that you could have that are kind of similar? French toast, pancakes, waffles. How do you rank those three?
1: Waffles at number three because mm-hmm. I'm sorry, it's just a lot of air. Like, let's be real. It's air. I get your point. Yeah. Yeah. Then, honestly, probably pancakes. I Mm -hmm. think I'm more of a French toast person. But for some reason, the other day when we were trying to find a spot, I was like, I haven't had pancakes in a long time.
0: Yeah. I like French toast if I can get a nice eggy French toast. Uh, A lot of places I have, like when they have the, uh, I'm not interested really in those French toast that have, like, cornflakes in them, the crunchy no, French toast? No, That's not my jam. I don't like
1: a brioche friend to- no, French no, no, no. toast either. It's
0: Me too thick of a bread. Yeah, I like a nice, actually thinner bread, yeah. where the where the uh, eggs can really soak into it. Yeah. Because that's what I like, is the bread with the the bread, and the egginess, and the syrup, and that's and a little bit of butter, and that's all I really need. I, I mean, don't need...
1: Let's be real. We want the French toast that our mom made because the bread was going stale, and she had to make something for breakfast. Yeah. That's what we want.
0: You know, in Montreal, they just call it toast, not French toast. Mm. So... <laughs> I made that up. That's a bad joke, guys. <laughs> so they speak I was French. about to quote
1: that to everybody. So I'm Montreal, <laughs> so,
0: since they speak French in Montreal, they only call gotta, it toast. I should cut this. I won't. <laughs> uh, <laughs> before we get out of here, I need to get three quick recommendations mm-hmm. from Brittany Young. What is the show or film that you uh, think is a hidden gem that maybe people haven't seen?
1: It sparked me from when we were talking about forgetting Sarah Marshall. Mm. I'm a huge Jason Segel fan. Yeah, love Jason Segel. He did a show on AMC. 2020 called Dispatches from Elsewhere. And it has Sally Field, Andre Benjamin, who is Andre 3000 from OutKast. Yep. yep. And, oh, my God.
0: Richard E. Grant.
1: Yes. And I cannot remember what her name is. Oh, no, she's brilliant. (laughs) It is basically this show. It's on AMC. It's one season. It is this show that is kind of based on a true story where. Up in like the Pacific North, Northwest, there were these flyers that were put up where it was like kind of one of those, like if you see something, say something flyers. But they were random where it was like, do you want to learn how dolphins eco communicate? Call this number. And Jason Siegel's character sees all these flyers. He's kind of unhappy with his life. And he's like, you know what? I'm just going to call. And he calls the number and gets into this society where basically it's a bunch of people who called. They're now part of a massive scavenger hunt. That they have to, like, go through the city in these groups and find whatever the end game of this scavenger hunt is. And it's just basically Jason Siegel, Sally Field, Andre 3000, and Eve Lindley. That's her name. Yes. Eve Lindley. Yes. She's amazing. I want to see her in everything. But it's this group of four people who are just really unhappy with their lives. Or, like, Andre 3000, Andre mm-hmm. Benjamin. His character is really socially awkward and it doesn't know how to do social yep. engagements. Like, it's just these people using the scavenger hunt to better themselves. And it was so brilliant. And one of the,
0: I mean, if you're into like things that are kind of meta or yes. just wild, yes. it is the wildest. The
1: twist at the end did not, like, I was like, wait, why? As you're saying it, I don't even remember what that was because there were so many twists in this show. Oh, it's so good. Dispatches from Elsewhere, it was on AMC, and I actually tweeted at Jason Segel very selfishly to be like, what's going on? Are you guys getting a second season? Subtext, Britney wants to be in the second season. Jason Segel, please cast me because I love this show. (laughs) That's funny. But yes, Dispatches from Elsewhere, hidden gem.
0: And I texted him and I said, well, I'm always on time when I'm acting in the show. I'm always on time. (laughs) What is the show or movie that you watch just for fun?
1: Um, the show or movie that I watch just for fun, Pause the Pod. About to get PC. Uh-oh. Inside joke from breakfast. Yes. Yes. Um, it's not a show I watch for fun. It's a show I watch because it makes me so upset and I can't stay away from it, is 90 Day Fiance.
0: Oh, yes. This has been recommended on the show before. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, I'm not recommending it. I'm just saying. It's just... It's because I'm Brittany in a Britney long- recommends this show so Brittany's highly. Britney's seal of approval, 90-day fiancé <laughs> on TLC. Um, no, I just, I'm in a long-distance relationship yeah. for five years with a man from Ireland. I'm from the United States. Mm-hmm. I originally started watching the show because I thought I could relate to these people, what they're going through when I'm lonely and sad, and they are not relatable. <laughs>
0: you can't relate to them. I can't oh.
1: relate to them because, unfortunately, I actually love my fiancé and we know each other. Ooh. And you know it—it's just so infuriating. But yes, the show I watch because it makes me upset, and I can't look away. <laughs> look,
0: it's, it's one of those—you get sucked in. You just watch the entire season yeah. in one day, and then you feel. T- Terrible about yourself also.
1: And also just feel terrible for these people who are basically being conned.
0: Yeah. What is the show or movie that inspires you?
1: The movie that's really coming up, and it's not even that it's because it's specifically a movie. I really love, like, indie comedies where you can tell it was a passion project for everybody involved. And the one that's really coming up is Rick Fujiyama's Dope. I loved that movie so much. The acting... Everything about it was just so well-written, so well-edited, everything. It was just yeah. such a great movie. And when I see movies like that where I'm just like, yeah, it looks like everyone wanted to be here, yeah. that's what inspires me. Yep. Uh, and you're right. When you watch that movie, you're like, they all bought into this thing. Yeah, Yeah. that's cool. Well, guys,
0: if you would like to get more Brentfist stuff, such as pics of Brittany Young and I enjoying our Brentfist from Jumpin' Java, go to my website, brentpope.com. You can list all the Brentfist episodes there. You can see clips from all my TV appearances in the official Brentfist store with a bunch of fun stuff, shirts, mugs, stickers, masks. Machu Picchu promotional posters. <laughs> Only 13 left. Get it in the store, guys. Signed by Brittany Young. That will take ages to get to you. Yeah, with the with the quote, pause the pod. Pause the pod. People of Earth, do yourself a favor by picking up something from the breakfast store. And if you enjoy the show, please, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to breakfast. It's very helpful. And make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any new episodes. Breakfast is being enjoyed all over the United States and in 52 countries across the globe. One of the biggest ones not in the United States is Ireland. Mm. Ireland and England. That's True story. Cute. If you go back about 20 episodes, I was talking about Ireland all the time. And trust me, my breakfast burrito brigade. We are just getting started. Special thanks to my studio engineer, Marco Leon, and everyone at the fabulous Tiny Studio LA, thetinystudioLA.com, for making me sound so good. Brittany Young, what is next for you, and where can we find you on social media?
1: What is next for me? Our things are happening, but I can't say it out loud because it's under contract. Oh, yeah. But things are happening, guys. Going to make some waves. Just I will tell let us you know. the end of
0: the show and uh, the, the...
1: Yeah. Just tell <laughs> us the end of the... <laughs> <laughs> um, no, things are happening, and I will definitely share when I can. Um, awesome. For those updates, you can find me on Instagram at Brittany Young. Two Y's in there. And you can find me on Twitter at It's Brittany Young. Was oh. that confusing? No. Cool. And they can rewind it if they need to. Yeah. (laughs) Guys, Twitter, it's Brittany Young. Instagram, Brittany Young.
0: Pause the pod. Pause the pod. Brittany Young, thank you so much for coming in. This was a blast, and continued success for all your stuff. I'm a big fan of yours. I'll if you need somebody to sing for you at the wedding. Oh, yeah, I yeah. do that.
1: Is Ringo available? I
0: think I'm doing something else that night. The band was on time. But if I am, I'll be on time.
1: That sounded, mine sounded like Yogi Bear. The band <laughs> was on time. Boo-boo. Hey, hey,
0: we got to sing at the, Boo-boo, <laughs> bring the, the sandwiches. <laughs> we got to sing at this wedding. They're giving us two picnic baskets.
1: <laughs> hey, Boo-boo, <laughs> how about another picnic basket?
0: And with that, we put another gorgeous episode of Breakfast with Brent Pope in the old to-go bag. See ya. Bye. <laughs>